the power of internships and why saying yes is sure to accelerate your career journey. My friends, I am so thrilled to have my friend, Miss Jamie O'Flynn, as our very first guest on The Thriving Equine Professional. So grab your journals and let's dig in. Greetings, friends. Are you feeling frustrated or stuck in the student to professional transition? Looking for early career growth or dreaming of the next step in your journey to greatness? I'm Jody Lynch Findlay, your thriving equine professional, podcaster, speaker, and coach. Inside this podcast, you will gain clarity through tactical advice to better understand yourself and others. You will build confidence to boldly pursue your dreams on purpose, and you will grow your community uncovering tools to cultivate an intentional community supporting your journey. So let's dig in. If you are ready to thrive, get the ponies fed, fill those water buckets, grab your journal, and let's grow, girl. I'm here to help you thrive, to live inspired, fulfilled, and empowered. We are recording. Jamie, thank you so much. You are officially my first guest interview on the Thriving Equine <laughs> Professional. I know. So I I was pretty purposeful about that, Jamie. There was no one I could think of that I felt like our audience, especially young women who are interested in pursuing careers in the equine industry, they are looking for clarity, confidence, community, even if they don't know they are looking for those things. So I wanted to bring them just one of my absolute heroes, first and foremost, because your career tells a story, your passion for students, internships, externships, it's really phenomenal. So I can't wait for our listeners to listen to you today instead of me, mostly, and learn a little bit about your career journey. So thank you, Jamie, for being here. You shared your bio, so I do want to just give a little background for our listeners that you, Miss Jamie O'Flynn, are the Director of Talent Acquisition for Avanti Equine (laughs) Veterinary Partners and Altano Group as well, so we'll have you explain a little bit about that, but really an international network of equine veterinary clinics throughout the United States, Europe, and New Zealand. So your primary focus is supporting recruiting pathways, and you are also helping with marketing strategies. You and I met when you were in Lexington with Haggard Equine Medical Institute, and I was working with Zoetis. And I just felt like we had such an immediate connection, Jamie, as far as we even got to travel together, but we had a very shared passion for really the ever evolving process of becoming better at being ourselves each and every day, a better Jody and a better Jamie, and just constantly trying to find better ways to serve the up and coming students and early career professionals in and around the equine industry. So you have a lot to share. I do want to let our listeners know you live in Lexington, Kentucky. You live on Judmont. Your husband's a broodmare manager. And most importantly to me, the two fur children in your life, Jack and Hank. (laughs) 
So I always think that that is important to make sure that we get our children recognized as well. So we'll start there. I skipped a few things, Jamie, but I know that you will fill in because that's really what we want to share with our listeners today is you have a title that includes talent acquisition. So let's start there. Start with your present life and who you are and what you're doing. Absolutely. So thank you for having me, Jody. And I'm honored to be the first guest. And I feel like it's a little bit poetic. Like you said, we've had a journey for, gosh, our relationship for 10 years now. Is that right? Does that yes. does that line up? So yeah, yeah, so a 10 year journey together, which is pretty amazing. But yeah, so to start off with where I am now, as you mentioned, Director of Talent Acquisition, which I think is honestly, I always say kind of a really fancy title, but at the the core of what I really do, of what I really focus on is building relationships with people. So I think a lot of times when people think Director of Talent Acquisition, they immediately think, oh, there's a headhunter. And so I think what I really, my goal is to try to do is dispel that kind of thought process. And it's more about the relationships we build through the course of our career. And so for me, the internships and externships, that's the foundation, right? That's where my whole journey started about 20 years ago. But that is really the core of it. And so that Avanti and now Altano group, I'm really focused on developing those early touch points with students where we can start building relationships and ultimately carry those relationships into their their long-term careers, right? In any capacity, whether it's veterinary, Altano Group and Avanti, we happen to be a network of international equine veterinary clinics. But there are so many relationships you build that may not be necessarily in the veterinary industry, it may be management in terms of equine marketing or farm management, or people are going to go in so many different directions. And so you're really able to tap into all of those relationships, or as you would title it, community, right? It's the community that you've built. So I am the director of talent acquisitions with an extremely strong focus on helping all of our network veterinary clinics build amazing externships and internship programs. And that is not just for veterinary students, but that is for undergraduates that are considering careers in the equine industry that may be veterinary focused, or they may be in other aspects, you know, physiology, it may be pharmaceutical sales, it may be all these different areas, but it really just opportunities for students to get their foot in the door to learn more. So that's That is really what I focus on, but obviously my career steps back. I got to this point because of a lot of really great people along the way, heroes, and you would be one of mine too. I always felt like you were the, whenever you stopped into the office at Haggard, I always felt like you were the pinnacle. I was like, there's a person that's driven. She's making things happen. And so you're definitely a hero and I have a whole trail of heroes that have gotten me here. So, so yeah, did that answer your question? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And and so much more, right? So you mentioned, and I name you as a master of internships and externships. So there, there were two things really that are your superpowers that I want to focus on today. And that is internships and why you believe that they are really what set the stage for our careers, you know, those internship experiences. And so for me, it's like, okay, what kind of clarity and confidence and community and how do we tie those things together, but how important internships are. And then we're going to jump over and we're going to talk about how you love to say, we need to say yes more. 
So you said saying yes, the experience of saying yes. So I want to get to that, but let's start with, you know, why internships matter. Absolutely. And so Jody, when I was listening to episode one and you were talking about the clarity and being on the dairy farm in the morning, was that like an internship? That was what I was trying to figure out. I know you were in school and maybe it was a job associated with school, but I was like, I wonder if that was kind of like Jody's first internship. It was actually not an internship. That was oh. a job, right? So <laughs> that, yes. And I still, to this day, Jamie, there are days that I'm like, I could so easily go back to milking cows and enjoy my life that way. Of course, I loved it. But yes, a little bit of a cr- yeah. of my crazy, you know, first college job was milking cows. First college job. Well, I love it because it really, I think that clarity piece, and like you said, you were up in the morning and you knew that that was, that was your time. That was when you thrived. Like that was a clarity moment. And I, and although it wasn't an internship, I would like to say that's what internships provide. They help provide you with the clarity, right? So I'm a huge advocate for internships. My internship was actually with the Kentucky Equine Management Internship in Central Kentucky. And I was placed on a large thoroughbred breeding operation. And I just really got to dive into the dynamics of what it's like to have a job, right? So it's not just about learning about the industry and what you're good at and what you like to do, but also just the dynamics of working with people, showing up, being responsible, taking care of yourself. You're talking a little bit about work-life balance in your podcast that's out today, but you know, just the ability to take care of yourself, eat healthy at the end of the day, get a good night's sleep. So you're ready to go the next morning. So my internship, it just really helped. It really helped build the framework. What I always think of, I think schools like like your foundation, right? You go to school and you learn all this amazing information about what you're interested in, equine business, equine veterinary medicine, whatever it may be. But you're building this amazing foundation. And then you go to your internship and now you're starting to build the framework of your career, right? So your internship's really like, okay, I'm starting to put up my framework. And then it launches you to your first job where then you're starting to hang the drywall and you know all those things and eventually you get to the point where you learn the really intricate things like towel work or whatever hanging wallpaper but you know so like it's really that's the progression of it but I just think an internship teaches you so many things and I'm such a huge advocate for it whether you do it you know as you're an undergrad maybe you do it your second to third year third to fourth year or you do it after you graduate but I think an internship is substantial I also think it teaches you how to find as you would call the champions right so or the mentors or your eventually your heroes but a really good internship shows you about mentorship and what that should look like and and how to really leverage those relationships so you can learn from those individuals, but how to identify those individuals too. I think a mentorship or an internship is really designed to highlight how mentorship should look, how that should occur. So I just huge advocate for internships. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, learning the, not only what we like to do and learning skills, but the awareness of maybe some of the things that we don't want to do ultimately, because I am convinced that this transition for so many of our audience who are transitioning from student to professional, that is such a huge leap 
of a life change. And so it's not going to look perfect. You know, I continue to repeat, I've had about, I've had about five dream jobs, but they were the dream job at that point. And so that internship starts to really set that up for us in that, okay, I want to go this direction instead of last year, I thought I wanted to go this way. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Yep. Absolutely. No, you're right. One of the most important pieces is figuring out as much what you like to do as what you do not like to do. And that's totally okay. That is exactly why you do an internship. So yeah, absolutely. Agree a hundred percent. So let's talk about saying yes. I love the way you frame that up and saying yes, learning what you're good at. We just kind of touched on learning what you Mm -hmm. like to do. And then I love that you talk about learning what an employer values. So I'm just a huge advocate for how much more can we learn about ourselves and the people around us that we have the opportunity to work with. I think that's our responsibility to really just be a lifelong learner. So talk about saying yes. Okay. So saying yes. And I think this is really where you kind of stretch yourself, right? It's the moments where you might not be comfortable. I think you talked about that. Was that episode three or episode two or three? Not, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and really stretching. And sometimes that saying yes is that's what it does. But it teaches us a skill set that we might not already have. And so a great example, a great story, I think, to kind of highlight that when I was working at Haggard in my earlier years, they were starting up tours. And I remember our director came to me and she was like, hey, do you think you would want to do tours? And I got to be honest with you, tours weren't on my goal sheet. That wasn't necessarily (laughs) something that I was like, okay, yeah, gosh, tours are, that's something I've got to do. But when she came to me, I said, yes, because you know what? I like an opportunity. And I, you know, that was a great example of a person in my life at that moment that was a real champion. She was a champion for me. And I think really saw in me things that I was capable of that maybe I hadn't even realized myself. And I think that's, that's something to really advocate for, for having good champions is you may not see the things that you're going to be really good at, but somebody else in a different stage of their career can see that in you. But anyway, so I was like, yes, I'll do it. And so I have to say tours, it was an amazing opportunity to really help develop speaking in front of people, being able to explain things well. So people in in different areas of their life or different knowledge levels could understand what you're explaining. It just, it was really a moment that helped to build confidence. So there again, you talk about too, like I might not have had the confidence going in. So it was a stretch for me, but I can tell you many years later, I feel very confident. And I think it really did help me with engaging with people. And you talk about it too we are in the business of people, right? Engaging with people, building relationships with people. And so you need to be able to do that. And like I said, tours wasn't on my checklist. It definitely wasn't on my goal list, but it was one thing that I said yes to that I I think, gosh, that really, it was a job that I did and something I said yes to that really helped build my career. And so I'm just curious if you can think of a time in your career when you said yes to something that maybe wasn't on the goal list, but you ultimately can look back on it and really see that, hey, that did help build my skill set. Yes, I think like you, we it's hindsight is twenty twenty more than anything. Looking yeah. back and being able to say, okay, I absolutely had to have courage 
in order to say yes in that moment. I do remember, Jamie, very early in my career, I worked for a local ag retailer and I really loved my job and I loved the people there. It was my first experience managing kind of a team of retail employees. And then I had the opportunity to go to work for Purina. So I said yes to that interview process. I didn't feel like I was ready. I was not at that point aware of, you know, that kind of a role being on the road and being a sales rep and those kinds of things. So I said yes to going through that experience. And I look back and I remember the moment that, you know, the owner and manager where I was looked at me and said, I really thought you were a lifer. And I, I remember like, oh, no, like, no, I think it was a an aha moment for me that I knew I was, I wanted more, I just didn't know how or what direction I was going. And so when that opportunity presented itself, and I was asked if I would be interested, and I was scared. And I said, yes. So I did enter into that process. And ultimately, that is the job that I achieved and spent six years at and grew so much. So I think that's my probably standout. I said yes, and I I didn't know that's where I was headed. Yeah, no, I love that. And that is the thing, right? Like the saying yes to the unexpected things really, really shape your journey. And I think I think a piece of advice I would like to give young professionals that are starting their career. I think we often graduate and we're just, we think, okay, we want to jump straight into that management position, right? I think that's, um, I see that with a a lot of young professionals. Okay, I've I've graduated with my bachelor's degree or my veterinary medicine degree, and I want to jump straight into this specific position. And what I would say there again, being in a different stage in our careers, Jody, is It's really the journey and enjoying the process along the way, because there is so much to be said for the the value and all of those little pieces that you said yes to that really help shape, you know, who you are. And I would like to, you know, we talked about internships. I'd also want to say, you know, when you're thinking about your first job, so you've completed an internship, you're looking at that first job. I would look for that first job that provides you even more opportunity to learn in different areas. Like we're all excited about, hey, I want the management job. I want to be manager, like a very specific title. I want to be manager of so-and-so or manager of this. But really, I think look for that first job that lets you do a little bit of everything. So maybe get to do HR. You know, maybe get a little bit of experience with interviewing and hiring people and looking at resumes. Maybe you get to do social media marketing. So you get kind of more comfortable with how do we do social media? How do we market? How do we entice people, you know, to be interested in our product? I think, you know, do the job, find that first job that really lets you experience all those little things, because it's only going to help you on your journey and help you grow. You know, we're not just done at the internship, right? We're not just done growing at the internship. So that first job, in my mind, is really crucial. It just provides you a really good skill set. And I think you were saying your first job was at the the feed and tax store, right? So that's a great example of so many different areas that you got to learn about, that you got to experience, you got to engage with people. And I just really want to advocate for really put a lot of consideration into the first job and a job that really lets you do and see a lot and has 
people that are engaging and inspiring and willing to teach you too. I think those pieces are crucial. And, you know, I can definitely say my first job after my internship was at Haggard and I had those things. I got to experience everything. I had really good mentors and it just, it really helped shape the rest of my career and honestly made the journey so enjoyable and ultimately got me to where I am now, which is, you know, part of an international group, which is so cool. So I think that is significant. But we, you, you asked the question about finding out what an employer values. And I have to say, this was from one of my heroes, Dr. Clark. You know, he always said, find what you're good at, what you like to do, and what somebody values, right? Because at the end of the day, we need a job that pays. And so we need to, we need to have value. We need to be able to have value. And so I think those pieces are important and you, you learn those pieces as you go throughout your career. But, you know, I knew I loved student programs and you talk a little bit about that gut feeling, right? I think, you know, in your gut, when you really, you, you enjoy something, you're good at it, you like to do it. And I knew from the minute I did student programs and I wasn't hired at Haggard to be the intern and extern coordinator. I was hired, probably had the worst interview in the world, Jody. If you want to know the truth, <laughs> I'll give a shout out to Dr. Ed Block because he hired me in spite of the world's worst interview. But I'll give a big shout out to my heroes, Dr. Rathdaber and Dr. Zent, because I think that if it hadn't been for them, I probably wouldn't have gotten the job. But the job <laughs> was <laughs> the job was just to do a little bit of everything. I was kind of helping everywhere, more on the administrative side, but helping in, in kind of all of that veterinary administrative. But then there again, one of my heroes, Lisa Floyd, kind of saw me, hey, Jamie might be really good at student programs. And so I kind of went down that path. But I got that gut feeling. I thought, this is amazing. If I could do this every day, full time, just work with students, it would be the best job ever. But at that point, it wasn't quite big enough that I could do it just with my full-time job, right? I still had to help with all these other things. Like, for example, I'm really good at like the accounting and spreadsheets and kind of helping with some of the AR type stuff, but I didn't love it. So that was something I was good at, but I didn't love. An employer obviously valued it, but I, I didn't love it. So, but I love the student program. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to build it. I'm going to build student programs so that it can be my full-time job. And so I think that kind of goes along with uh, when you're, you're talking about in your interview, saying what you want, like tell them what you want. I yes. think I'm not using your right words, but speak it, say what you want to do, say what you want. And so I said it to myself, Hey, I love doing this. I want student programs. I probably said it to everybody around me, I'm sure. But ultimately over the course of my career, I was able to build enough programs that I could do student programs full time. So I think, you know, you have that gut feeling that you really like to do it. And ultimately I built it to something that was valuable for the employer, right? So yes. it initially wasn't a job they were hiring for, but ultimately over the course of years, you could see how having undergraduate internships at medicine and surgery and ambulatory, all of those were great resources for building relationships and staffing. And it just ultimately, it became something that was very valuable to the employer. So I think that's maybe a good example of, honestly, building something, something you're passionate about to something the employer values. If you, if you can dream it, you can make it happen, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Jamie, there's so much wisdom in all that you have said. And, you know, I'm sitting over here. I don't want to interrupt, but I, it's like I'm cheering, right? It's Sorry. like a, a cheerleader <laughs> yeah. on the sidelines because, you know, that example also drives us to share 
hard work is really the foundation and being willing to go above and beyond. And so I think clarifying that you said that be willing to work, be willing to go into that job that may not have the title. There's so much wisdom in that. I look back on that first job for me, and I reference it still to this day. I had a conversation about grass seed yesterday. I became a whiz at selling grass seed and fertilizer and knowing, you know, how many square feet in an acre. Those were not things that I ever thought I wanted to learn. But at the end of the day, what I loved the most about it was the experience of helping customers and helping them make purchases that were ultimately leading to them accomplishing goals and objectives, right? So from cattle and livestock to equine and lawn and garden, managing people, supporting marketing across multiple stores, it's those types of experiences that do build your clarity around what you want to do and and what you like doing and the confidence to do new things and ultimately the community that continues to grow you. So the wisdom that you share and the direction you share is priceless. One thing, you know, as I sit over here and make some notes so that I can remember to re-remind our audience of all that, they, they need to listen to this probably two or three times so they get all of your wisdom. But I oftentimes will ask the question and you alluded to, when's the last time you did something for the first time? I challenge myself with that and others often. When is the last time you did something for the first time? And so really stepping out of our comfort zone and pursuing opportunities, whether it's part of the job description and expectation of the role that we're in or not, but we see a gap or we see an opportunity that it's there. So maybe you can go that direction. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But it really is a great question, I believe, to ask ourselves that goes right along with your saying yes, say yes to things, because the minute that we step outside of our comfort zone, magic tends to happen. So I appreciate that so much. And the other word that I wrote down that I think has to be repeated is journey. This is not a destination. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's it's really not. And I ask a question, I think in my last episode, maybe episode four, is it achievement? Are you pursuing achievement or empowerment? How do we want this to look? You alluded to, do I want a title? Is it something specific? And I looked back and said very early in my career, certainly it was about achievement. I wanted to climb the next step on my career ladder. I wanted, you know, when I first got to Purina, there was no question in my mind that I was pursuing a promotion ultimately and that I would move on to being a people manager. Well, it didn't take me, I mean, I say it didn't take me long, but five or six years into that, I did not no longer had an interest in becoming a people manager in those sales roles. I loved being in the field too much. I love serving customers. And so for me, the clarity of, I don't want to move into a management role because I don't want to leave the field. So just so much wisdom on how important the journey is and that it is not something we are trying to get to a point A to point B, it's getting to point A, getting from point A to point B, not point B. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree, Jody. I think 
on both fronts. I mean, and, and really the journey. And like I said, for young professionals coming out, I think if I look at myself as a young professional, it'll be, it would have been hard, you know, 20 plus years ago to say, Oh, just enjoy the journey. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. If those, if those were the words we could get across, I think that would be, you know, really important. And I think too, like, I loved how you talked about, you, you knew you liked being out in the field and engaging with people. So that really helped kind of point the direction of your career. And, you know, I think that's, that's significant. You know, we have maybe have a vision for what we're going to do and what you realize you're good at and what you like to do that, that evolves it through your journey. And so lean into that, you're going to figure that out and then you can lean into that and really continue to drive your career in that direction. But I just, I love that. That's a really good point. You've, you, you may have an original vision and it can change along the course of your career. Yeah. And it will change, right? I don't know. Yeah, it will change. Who, it, yeah. will. It, it will. It will. So that leads me to another question for you, Jamie. I am very interested in our professional development. And I say that because I, after working for, you know, both of these large companies, it was again, hindsight that I looked back and said, wow, what an investment I was lucky enough to be involved in, in my own professional development. So throughout my time with both Purina and Zoetis, so much time, resources, and dollars were invested in me in order to make me a better professional, which was also making me a better person. And so I now have this huge passion for connecting our young people to professional development sooner. I think we need to open those doors. And, you know, for instance, you and I have talked about DISC and I've done some DISC mm -hmm. workshops, you know, with groups that you have worked with. But that to me is really becoming more self-aware and allows us to be a better professional and a better person and set ourselves apart. So I'd be curious in your opinion, any advice that you have for our young people about what professional development is and how to pursue that, what experiences maybe you had? Boy, Jody, that is a great question. Professional development, I hate to take it back to internships, but I'm going to take it back to internships, right? Those are the, yes. they're really designed for that professional development. They're not only teaching you, you know, taking what you've learned in school and applying it in a real world setting, but they're also, they, an internship should be designed with that mentorship and, you know, those additional like lectures and, and touch points with different people in the industry to really help you grow. So I, I believe in internships, maybe the, the foundation or the gateway to your professional development, your professional career development. You know, I think too, it's not always the formal things that we think about, like a course we go to, or, yeah. you know, a meeting we attend or, but I really think a lot of it is too, within the group you work with, making sure you have people that are willing to invest in you, particularly when you're early on in your career. There again, I can think of my time with great fondness at Haggard because there were so many people that were willing to invest time and energy into me. And that is just as simple of, you know, I can think of Director of Human Resources, Mary, you know, she was willing to teach me how to look at resumes and interview. So it's that professional development isn't, isn't always attending a workshop or, or a CE event, but really 
making sure you have people within your network that you work with that are willing to invest into you and teach yes. you those things. I mean, they have a great skill set to help you develop. So there again, talking about internships and then first jobs, I would look for that job that you have a whole team of people that are really willing to invest into you as a person. So, and I was lucky yes. to have so many that were willing to do that. I love that example, Jamie, and it makes me think about, you know, one of my, the most impactful internship that I had in my college career was actually not equine. I went to Denver, Colorado to work the summer for National Cattlemen's Beef Association and worked to put together the Cattlemen's College. And so as soon as you're talking about, you know, those mentors, champions, heroes, Renee Lloyd, and I will never forget her, right? She is a force to be reckoned with in the cattle industry, certainly. I learned so much from her. And so still to this day, I look back and say she was the reason for my success. And quite frankly, at that age, we're a little bit, I was a little bit of a hot mess. I mean, I am still a hot mess, right? But that (laughs) summer was just filled with so many learnings and so much opportunity for me to really figure out what I loved, what I didn't love, and most importantly, the interaction with people. I had a great professor at Western Kentucky University who really championed me getting that role. And then he and his wife were very involved in in supporting me through that summer. So I agree completely that, you know, really stretching my guidance normally is that I want you to stretch yourself to be setting up your network, your community, in my definition, of folks who are 10 plus years ahead of you. We are too comfortable with people who are within five years of our age age range most Mm -hmm. of the time. And that's an opinion of mine. I just feel like those people who are 10 plus years ahead of us challenge us to, you know, stand a little taller, speak Mm -hmm. a little bit clearer and think about who we are professionally. And so I think that it really levels us up and those are so valuable. So I appreciate that nugget. Yeah, no, definitely. I think the champions, the mentors, the champions, those that are helping you in your early career development, teaching you, educating you, they're again, they're priceless, right? I mean, they are the people there again, that see in you what you may not quite see in yourself yet. They're the ones that they're really, and saying yes, those champions that come to you and ask you, they've come to you and asked you to do something. So you saying yes to them, it's, it's kind of twofold. They've believed in you enough to ask. And then you've said, yes, you're, you're showing that you're willing to put in the work. And, you know, we talk about building the community, Jody. And I just want to say too, because I know you've said this in an er earlier podcast that it's not easy for anybody to get out. And I think you talked about the Kina meeting where you you showed up there, you didn't know anybody. (laughs) It was uncomfortable and it's uncomfortable for everybody. But I think there are some people that are more outgoing than others. I think you're definitely, you are extremely outgoing. But I want to say to all the people out there that might be a little bit introverted or a little bit shy, because I'm sure this will come as a surprise to a lot of people. I think I tend to be a little bit shy. But what I want to say to you is, you put in the hard work every day and that gets noticed. Your champions are then asking you to do things which you're saying yes to and you're building that community. So for those of you that are a little shy and introverted, don't totally panic if you're not the first one to go in a room and shake everybody's hands and say hello. Focus on doing that hard work, saying yes to things, and you'll build your community as well. 
So that's a little bit opinion of mine. But Jody, I just I want yeah. to throw that out there because it's like don't let those shy introverted people feel like they don't they've got it. Just keep working right. hard. Yes. Yeah. And I, I do. I love that because I think it's easy for people to look at us and say, oh, that I'm not that way. I'm not yeah. like that. And I may have already repeated this, but I read not too long ago somewhere and it, it resonated with me so well, but it said, I have a personality that exudes confidence, but I am not always confident. And I felt that in my core, in my soul of saying, you know, like I enjoy being a strong and confident person, but yes, whether we look strong and confident doesn't mean we always are. So each and every one of us, whether we are identified as being a extrovert or an introvert has every opportunity to really make your own space and make your own success, be your own hero, define what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I love this conversation. So I think there is a lot of wisdom, as I said, in everything that you've brought to us. Give us a little bit, Jamie, as we wrap up here, a little bit of a peek behind the curtain of what you are doing now. You know, you have worked in a clinic setting. You've worked very closely in academia over the years and interacted with a lot of colleges and universities, and now you are with an international group. So give us just a little bit more about what you're doing. No, that's that's a great question. So this is super exciting and a fairly new transition. So Avanti joined Altano Group as of a, about a month ago, maybe two months ago now. And so what am I doing? So Director of Talent Acquisition, there again, we know I like to focus on student programs. So I have been lucky enough to work with our current U.S. group, which has some great opportunities, I've also been able to help some of our U.S. clinic build out opportunities. And now I'm even more excited because we have the international group to work with. And so, like, for example, we're already talking with our clinic in New Zealand that has internships and externships and want to do exchanges. So I'm really excited about some things that are going to be coming out here in the future, which are opportunities to share with my community here in the United States, opportunities that we're going to have around the world. And in the same regard, having those international people be able to come and experience our opportunities here. But ultimately, there again, the big goal, Jody, is building those relationships, right? Now my yeah. community, my community has always been international. There again, just being lucky to, to work at Haggard and have a great international community there. But now with Altano, it's even bigger. And so I think it just, I could never have imagined my career going this direction. And I couldn't have planned it any, any better than how it it worked out because to think now that I get to deal on an international level with universities and veterinary clinics and open up doors to students now all over the world is just, it's just absolutely, it fills my heart. It makes me feel very full. It's very full circle. I've, I've always, there again, another Dr. Clarkism, my currency has always been having a job with purpose, right? And everybody has different yeah. currencies, right? Some people want a title or a certain amount of pay or, but I've always wanted a job where I feel like it was very, very full circle. I built these relationships and I got to carry them on throughout the course of my career. And so I think this is really allowing me to do that. And I'm excited to see where it grows. It's just the beginning. So we'll see. We'll see where it grows too. 
Fantastic. And that really does, I think, provide some clarity. Again, I go back to the same words, but clarity for our listeners to know how many jobs are out there. Because one of my objectives with what I'm doing here, this podcast, etc., is just to increase the exposure. And oftentimes when we are graduating college or early in our career, we have this vision that there are three, four, five, maybe six different jobs out here to do. When in actuality, there are hundreds, hundreds of different jobs that we can't even imagine when we start our career journey. So I I wanted to make sure that we got a little bit of, of that for our listeners. And while I know that we could talk all day I want to make sure that we give our listeners the chance to connect with you as well. You've been gracious enough to be supportive of the Thriving Equine Professional. I know that you and I are connected on LinkedIn and you are a part of that group now, the new group on LinkedIn that's kind of growing up here with this brand new podcast. So how can our listeners, Jamie, connect with you? Absolutely. So Jody, as you mentioned, I'm on LinkedIn Jamie O'Flynn. I'm on social media. So Facebook and Instagram, also Jamie O'Flynn. So I'm pretty easy to find. And so I think that I got all those. And then also, obviously, if anybody reached out to you, Jody, you can share my email address with them and I'd be happy to connect. And I'm always here as a resource, whether you're looking at internship opportunities or honestly, if you just need advice on your resume or interviewing techniques, I know you, Jody, you're going to be able to be their, their coach in those regards. But I'm always here to be a second, a second person to be, a, be your champion. So I just want to throw that out there. I think we all need good people in our circle, in our community. And I'm, I'm excited to be one of those. And you know what? I hope two years from now, when the podcast is even you know, growing and bigger. I hope I can come back and we'll talk about all the international internships. That's where I see this going. That's my vision. That's my goal. I'm writing that one down. Okay. Write that one down because I already, as you were talking, have episode two. So that's going to have to be episode three with you. Episode two with Jamie is going to be the job interview and application process, (laughs) like how, how to make that resume look amazing. We're going to probably want to have you back to go through some of those insights and the expertise that you have gained on that because boy if that's not one of the hottest topics that you and I both get asked about and so we could have a whole nother episode we won't get into that today but that sounds great <laughs> that'll be our next and then we'll move on to the international opportunities as well so this sounds perfect so yeah Jamie, my dear friend, again, as we talked about in episode three, talking about community, we've got acquaintances and we have mentors and we have champions and we have heroes. You and I, Jamie, were acquaintances 10 years ago. You became a mentor, a champion, and truly a hero. I cannot thank you enough for being the very first guest on The Thriving Equine Professional, sharing your time, your wisdom, your tremendous energy and passion for the equine industry and the students and and our listeners. So, Jamie, thank you from the very bottom of my heart. You are going to make me cry, Jody, and thank you for having me. I think the equine industry is lucky to have you and you're going to inspire. You've already inspired a lot of really amazing professional women and you're going to do even more. So I'm glad to be part of it. 
I am glad you are part of it and we will keep having some fun. So we'll look forward to having you back again. Jamie, thank you for joining us today on episode four of The Thriving Equine Professional. Friend, I hope this episode inspired and empowered you to keep growing. If so, first, I want you to go share it with a friend. Second, I would be so grateful if you would pop over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review so I know you're here. And finally, come join me in our private LinkedIn group, The Thriving Equine Professional, as we build this community of equine leaders. <music>